Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on, let's give Jesus praise this morning. Come on, He's worthy of your best. Come on, give Him your best for a second. Lord, we love you. We thank you for giving us a place like this and a church like this. Lord, there's no other church I'd want to be a part of or pastor. Thank you for Transformation Church. Thank you for your people today. Thank you for the heart of the kingdom in this place today. Thank you for diversity. Thank you for reaching people. Thank you for your presence, oh God. Thank you for your miracles, oh God. Thank you for your peace, oh God. Thank you that we get to serve in your house. You said in your word that the zeal for your house had consumed you, Jesus. Thank you for a zeal for your house. This is the house of God. Thank you that we get to be a part of the house of God. Even as David said, I was joyous and happy and glad when they told me that we're going to the house of God. Lord, let us not treat your house flippantly. Let us not treat your house as it's something that's not to be, to be uh, blessed and praised. Lord, thank you for your house. Thank you that we, we were taken off the streets, oh God. You yanked us from darkness and put us in your house. Thank you for the, all that you've done in my life in your house. I pray that you do something for someone in your house today, God, in a supernatural way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so thankful for the house of God. I'm so thankful for you. Come on. You make this place what it is. And so all that you're hearing from that story, I just wanted to share that today as we go into our prayer and fasting season. And uh, we're going to have 21 days of prayer and fasting starting tomorrow morning uh, at 6 a.m. Come on, everybody say 6 a.m. It's going to be strong. You can see our prayer wall out there. Uh, It says pray first. Come on. Prayer is not our last resort. It's our first response. Prayer is our first response. We're going to pray and we're going to seek God. I promise you, if you'll make some room for God this year, you might not be able to join us at 6 a.m., I get it, but if you can, it's going to be powerful. Being in the room together and praying together, uh, that wall out there, you can write some of your prayer requests down and, and pin them up to that wall, that pray first wall out there. We'd love you to write those down. You don't have to get personal or put your name on or anything like that, but we're going to pray over those every morning as we fast together and pray, and they're going to be up for Sunday, and I believe in God's going to do miracles for you uh, starting out this year year and just invade your world. Uh, How many believe that God wants to do something in your life? Come on. Are you expectant this year? I promise you. Come on, all 12 of you. It's awesome. I promise you, if you... Uh, if you make some room for God spiritually and you have a great year spiritually, you're going to have your best year in the natural, I promise. Uh, first in the spiritual, then in the natural. And so uh, that's why we're seeking God. We want to put him first in our life. And so I've got the card. There's some, there's some uh, pray first uh, little wristbands that kind of remind you to pray first and just uh, pray together. And then this is a 21-day uh, devotional. This was written by uh, people in our church, written by you. And so thanks for uh, writing this and believing God. And you can grab one of these today. And um, it's got a great place inside of it or for you to write what you're believing for from God for the next 21 days. And then each day has like a morning focus of what you're grateful for, like starting the day. It's good to start out grateful. And then it's got what I'm praying for today. And then evening focus. This is, this is kind of cool. We changed this up a little bit this year. It says evening focus. Uh, today I heard God say... And so what's one thing you heard God say throughout the day as you prayed? And then, and then this last line, we did this on purpose, um, I will obey what God said by. And so, so it's like it's easy to hear God speak, but like what are we doing about it, right? What are we, how are we obeying that? And so um, every day you'll have that, that reflection where you say, okay, I heard God say. It's good to get some people in your life that will hold you accountable for what God said to you. 
I have, I have mentors and friends and, and partners in my life that are, hold me accountable, not just to, to live holy and pure, but what are you doing with your finances? How are, you, how are you obeying what God has spoken to you? How are you obeying the call of God on your life? Come on, one of my jobs is to help you uh, get bold and encouraged to walk into and obey the call of God on your life, because each of you have a call of God on your life. We're going to fast and pray together. Every year, God does some amazing things, and it sets the tone. And so maybe you've never uh, fasted or prayed. Don't be scared about that. It's not like um, you don't have to be, you know, like the most, it's like, well, I've got to be this, like, monk, you know, to pray and fast. No, you don't, okay? Jesus said we can all do that together, and you don't have to be some super saint. You might just, you know, you might want to give up one meal. There's some different types of fast in the book, and maybe you give up dinner. Maybe you give up breakfast. Maybe you make a, a little space for prayer in the morning. You don't eat. You come here. You pray. You let God have that area of your life, and um, I promise you God will invade the areas that you give him. He'll invade any space you give him. So come on, let's pray together. Everybody in with me? Yes. It's powerful when we do this together as a church, and um, if you can't be here, that's okay. Listen, if you'll participate, you'll get the corporate blessing that God puts on us as a church and as a as a corporate church together, there's individual blessing, but there's also a corporate blessing. And so just participating puts you into uh, that blessing that God has as we pray and seek him that way. All right? Y'all ready for the word? Yes. Amen. I, I, before we start, I was, I was in worship. I heard the Lord just say uh, that he wanted to heal somebody today of anxiety and panic attacks. And so I'm not going to call you out right now or bring you up, you know, but, but I'd love you to see me after this service. Just felt in my heart. It's called like a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit will t- do those kind of things sometimes. It's not weird, not scary. I just heard in my spirit that someone's dealing with some real heavy uh, panic attacks and that God wanted to heal you of that. So maybe after service, I'd love to pray with you and uh, believe God for you. Um, we're going to look at prayer today. We're starting a new series called Dear Jesus. Um, looking through the scriptures and uh, where, where, where people had asked Jesus for something or uh, cried out to God or Jesus did certain miracles. And I thought it was appropriate to start with the Lord's Prayer where the disciples are hanging out with Jesus and they're talking about prayer. And then they look at Jesus and they say, listen, Jesus, teach us to pray. And so Jesus gives them this kind of um, antidote for prayer or, or what to do and how to pray. Very simple. It's not specifically where you have to do it exactly that way, but it, there's some good concepts and principles in the model prayer. Matthew 6 talks about it. I'm going to be in Luke 11, and uh, we're just going to talk about prayer today and what uh, it looks like and kind of how to pray. He says, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, this is how you do it. Luke 11, 1 through 4 says this. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, so he's, he's doing it publicly, so, so everybody can see it, like everybody thinks, oh, it's got to be only private. There's private prayer. There's also public prayer. There's also corporate prayer. So he's pr- praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, they saw him praying, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. It's an amazing moment the disciples say, God, teach us to pray. Come on, prayer doesn't come easy. We need to be taught to pray. Prayer is a discipline. It's, it's very important. Someone said that God does nothing lest the man or woman pray. And so there's this prayer uh, seeking God, and God hears prayer, and he, and, he, and he moves and acts according to prayer. And he, get this. It says, Lord, teach us to pray. That just shows us that prayer is also corporate. It's not just, just me individually. Like a lot of times it's, okay, I'm just going to pray by myself. I'm just going to be on my own. I'm just going to seek God alone. No, no, no. That's why we do connect groups. That's why we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's why we pray together. He said, teach us to pray. There's a corporate prayer and a, and a praying together. All through the scriptures it talks about, I'll teach you a little bit about the prayer of agreement. Come on, prayer of agreement where two or, or more gather and agree in prayer. 
There's power in agreement, right? Come on, some of y'all are just praying for yourself all the time. Lord, bless me. Lord, heal me. Lord, fix me. Like, you need to get in prayer in agreement. Like, you can't just agree with yourself. <laughs> you need to get some people around you. Because how many of you know that you might be praying wrong? You might, you might have a wrong perspective. Come on, anybody ever had a wrong perspective? You might be asking for something that God don't want to answer. And so we need some people around to go, I don't think God wants to do that. You know what I mean? So we need prayer of agreement. Lord, teach us to pray together that we would pray with one another. Teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So when he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or holy be your name, or revered is your name. Your name is awesome. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Come on, somebody say, help me. In Jesus' name. And do not lead us into temptation. A better translation of that is lead us away from the evil one. Lead us, because God doesn't lead us into temptation. A better, a better way to say it is lead me away from the enemy's plans. Lead, lead me away from uh, temptation, uh, but deliver me from the evil one. And then that ends in Luke. But Matthew adds, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. And so I want to talk about the phrase, thy kingdom come, thy will be done today. I'm going to zero in on that. Really, prayer is about warfare. Prayer is about doing battle on behalf of, of the kingdom. Uh, prayer uh, moves. Everybody says, well, prayer, does prayer move God's hand? God does whatever, he's, whatever he wants. No, prayer moves God's hand. Yeah, all through the scriptures, you study the axiomatic scriptures all through the Bible. Prayer moves the heart of God. Call unto me, and I will respond. Seek me, and you'll find. Ask, and the door will be open. Knock, and you shall, right? Over and over and over, uh, there's this partnership with God. Uh, the Bible says that you've been given the keys to the kingdom. In Matthew uh, chapter 9, you've been given the keys to the kingdom. Anything, listen to this, anything you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Anything you loose on earth shall be loosed in earth first. Earth first. Anything you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Anything you loose on earth. A lot of times we're just waiting on God. No, no, he's waiting on us. He's waiting on me to pray. Waiting on us to engage. Waiting on us to get up. Waiting on us to seek. Waiting on us to pray. Anything on earth shall be done. I give you the keys. You've got the keys to the kingdom. And so there's this power in thy kingdom come, this warfare, and thy will be done. So, so the prayer starts out with, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then, so there's this, there's this praise, it's praise, and then it goes into petition, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and then, and then, we, and then it begins to ask for stuff. Lord, give me this day my daily bread, lead me away from, from, from temptation, forgive me my sins. So, so it starts out praise, and then, and then a bunch of petitions, and then it ends with praise. You know, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever and ever. So it's praise, a bunch of requests. And a bunch of petitions and then praise at the end, right? There's this, there's this sandwich. Prayer is this sandwich. Praise, petition, praise. Praise, petition, praise. Any, anybody ever uh, tried to order a hamburger with a lettuce bun? Come on. It's not a bun. My wife is gluten-free. She's gone out. She orders. She always gets the lettuce. I'll order a hamburger 
and I'll have lettuce around it. Have, if you ever, and I'm not going to try to embarrass you today, babe. I love you. I'm not trying to do this. But if, I've, if you've ever seen anybody eat a hamburger with a lettuce, but there's mustard everywhere, there's ketchup, the lettuce is breaking apart, the meat. It, 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 you, you've gone from it not even being a hamburger any longer. It's a taco salad. It's not a hamburger. It's not even a burger any longer. Put, I'll have lettuce on that thing. You, can't, you need a bun. It's not a hamburger without a bun. You can't hold it. You can't get the sauce delivered into your mouth. You can't get the meat delivered into your mouth. You can't get anything delivered properly without the bun. The praise is the bun that holds it all together in our prayer. You, you, you want the sauce, you want the, the substance, you want all that. You need to package that thing with some praise on both ends. I'm going to start out. My Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, I need this, I need this. God, do this, God, do that. Oh, and by the way, your kingdom come, your will be done. Oh, and God, forever and ever and ever be the power and glory unto your name. There's this, there's this sandwich of praise that God wants us to put on both sides of the petition when we come into Prayer, it's very simple. That's what, that's what prayer is. It's praise, praise with petition in between. I'm going to give you three thoughts today about, about thy kingdom come and thy will be done and about prayer. Number one, very simple today. Everybody like it simple? Yeah. Come on, I'll give you the, the kiss, uh, K-I-S, not, not keep it simple, stupid, not K-I-S-S, just K-I-S, keep it simple. So the kiss principle, uh, keep it simple. Number one, God wants us to ask. He, want, he wants you to ask. He wants you to begin to, to seek him and ask him for things. A lot of times we think, oh, you know, I can't ask for stuff. The disciples say, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, ask for stuff. Don't back down. Don't back away. Don't think it's selfish for you to ask. Like a lot of times we're like, I just, I don't want to, to ask God for too much in my life. I don't want to expect too much. I don't want to be let down. He said, ask. He wants you to ask. He cares about the details. My daughter's in here. She loves Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce. I'm not a Polynesian sauce guy. Come on, I'm a Chick-fil-A sauce. That's why they call it Chick-fil-A sauce. That's Polynesian's different than Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick, come on, anybody? Any Polynesian sauce people in here? Oh, all right, all right. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's a little tangy, a little, little sour. Doesn't, doesn't fit on chicken or fries, but I'll give it to you. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Little Polynesian sauce. We go up to the drive-thru one day. She, we're, trying to get, we're trying to order up. And she's like, hey, Dad, tell them I want my Polynesian sauce. I don't see she, if she's in here somewhere, I think. Uh, she said, tell them I want my Polynesian get, get Polynesian sauce for me. And uh, there she is. I was like, baby, I, I, I'm not, you ask them for Polynesian sauce. I don't even like the stuff. She's like, just ask them for Polynesian sauce. I was like, I'm not asking them. She, I was like, she was at this point, I mean, probably, I don't know, 12, 11, 12. She's in that stage where she didn't want to ask. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to teach her, hey, if you want something, you need to ask. If you want something, you need to ask him for it. I used to do the same thing. And I'd be like, Dad, ask him for me. Dad, do that. Dad, do that. And, and he's like, it was this stage. He was like, no, you ask. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, I said, baby, if you want it, you got to ask for it. You got to ask for it. She's like, I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm not asking. I, and I said, well, you ain't eating. You ain't, you ain't getting sauce. She thought I'd give in. I didn't, she didn't get sauce that day. We left. She's upset. She has no sauce. And I'm driving down the road. I said, I said why, why, baby? I said, why wouldn't you ask? She goes, I'm not comfortable asking for stuff from strangers. Could it be that you're scared to ask God because you're still on stranger status? 
Could it be that you don't have certain levels of sauce in your life because you're still kind of worried that God doesn't want to do stuff and he's a little bit of a stranger and it's a little bit awkward to ask strangers for stuff? It is awkward to ask strangers for stuff. Come on, if I start asking some of you that I don't know for 10 bucks in here, it's going to be weird. If I go to my wife or I go to a friend and say, hey, man, I'm in a little bind. I need, a little, I need $10. Could you help me? My kids don't mind asking their dad for stuff. They're begging me, pulling on my pant leg. Can I get five? Can I get $5? Hey, I'm going out. Can we get some money? Can we get some money? Can we get some money? I need some money. It's because of the relationship. Are y'all following me today? Man, if you're hesitant to ask God for stuff, I'm telling you, it might not just be your false humility that, you're just, that you don't want it to be about you. That's false. Come on, because God wants to bless you. I'm not trying to correct you, but God wants to bless you. It's probably because you're still a little bit of a stranger to him and with him, and you don't really know his heart and his intention so much that he wants to bless you so much so you stand back and kind of make it a little bit awkward. Come on, it's awkward to ask something from a stranger. You ever run out of change when you're trying to buy something and they just stare at you and you're like short like 21 cents? And they just look at you and you're like, it's 21 cents. There's people in line. Finally, someone throws some change at you because they want the line to move faster. You know what I mean? But you ain't asking anybody for it. You're like just trying to make it real awkward. You're like, I'm going to stand here all day till somebody gives me 21 cents because I ain't got it. And I've already sipped my coffee. You know what I mean? It's just like ask. John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus is at the Last Supper. He could have said anything. And he begins to tell us to ask. John 14, 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Come on, there's the if then. If you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Come on, there's a stipulation. You've got to have the word of God in you. You have, to, you have to be in God. You have to know what he wants, his will. You can't be strangers. John 16, 23 through 24, and in that day you'll ask me nothing. Jesus is saying, you don't, don't ask me anymore. Stop asking Jesus for stuff. Listen, you don't ask Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, you ask the Father God in Jesus' name. Why do we ask in Jesus' name? Because Jesus is the only part of God that has blood in it. And blood speaks and blood pleads and the blood of God has a voice. And so we go to God in the name of Jesus because there's, there's blood. Jesus is a man on the throne of God. He's just like us. So we ask the Father in Jesus' name. And it says, and he'll do whatever you ask in Jesus' name. Verse 24, until now you've asked me nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive that your joy may be full. Matthew 7, 11, if you then being evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I, mean, I, I know it's a simple revelation, but I just want to change your year. Like, begin to ask him. Make a list. Write it in the book. Put it on the wall. Begin to say, God, I'm asking you for some stuff in my life. Jesus said, ask. God, forgive us. Protect us. Praise. Hallowed be your name. Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. But the Lord, give us. Protect us. Bless us. Feed us. Help us. Oh, and by the way, glory to your kingdom forever and ever and ever. Come on, there's a sandwich of praise on the sides of your petition. The second part of the verse that I really want to hone in on today where it says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. There's the filter of prayer. There's the filter of whatever you're asking for right there. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God, okay, not my kingdom, but your kingdom. Not my will, but your will be done. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says this, amazing verse. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, 
He hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. I mean, listen to that. He, he hears us when we're asking according to his will. The filter is the hinge, the hinge verse. That verse 2 is a hinge verse between praise. It's because it's, it's kind of a petition, thy kingdom come, thou will be done. But it's still a hinge between uh, asking for ourselves and asking for him. So we're asking for him to come and his kingdom to come. And we're saying, God, your will be done, not my will, but your will. This is how to ask. And if I'm asking according to your will, you hear me so I know I'm going to have what I've asked. It, I, you've heard me say it, but it's how my kids, I've trained them to ask me for stuff. They know now. They ask for stuff I like. So, so like, when they, when they want something, they're asking for, like, jet skis. They're asking for snowboards. They're asking for guns and knives. They're asking for cool shoes. My daughter, she'll never hang out with me, but if I say, let's go shoe shopping, she's like, let's go. They, they, they ask because they, they ask for things that they know I like because they know they're going to get what I, what I like, you know, and I'm going to bless them with things that I like, right? Come on, somebody. So, so when you begin to learn what God likes, you begin to ask according to his will. You begin to ask about forgiveness and protection and blessing and provision and salvation and unity and freedom and peace and, and, and provision and salvation, I mean, and revival and wholeness. We get, all of a sudden, God begins to answer those things because that's his will. The Lord prays, and the Lord says, pray this way. Like I said, it's praise, us in the middle, praise at the end. That's a hinge verse. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then us, Lord, we've established it. It's about you. It's about your kingdom. It's about everything that you want to do, and then I'm going to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. It's just, that's prayer. It's simple. Praise, Petition, praise. Put the sandwich on it and begin to ask God for things. Ask for what God would do. Ask for his will. It's very simple. I'd ask you, learn his will. That's why he answers prayer, because you know what his will is, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If I ask according to your will, it shall be done. The whole point of the Lord's prayer that we're looking at today, the whole entire point is to honor God and ask. That's it. We make it so complicated. We make it so tough. We make it so, we, we pray humbly. We ask humbly, God, I don't deserve anything. Lord, I, you remember in the Bible, there's two different types of prayer. There's one real prideful prayer. The, the religious people are like, God, I've tithed and I've done this and I've done all that. And they thank God for not making me like one of them sinners. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says God's not going to answer. God is not going to answer that. And they, and they prayed to, get, to be seen in public, like, come up here. If I come up and, oh, I'm the great, ah, you know, start praying. All these, if I ever change my voice to do anything in front of you, that's weird. I've just gotten weird. Like, I'm not changing my voice, right? I'm not preaching with a different voice. I'm not changing. I'm not praying different. You ever met people, they begin to pray. All of a sudden, they're talking, they're hanging out, and then they start praying, and it's like, Father. You know, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> you know, God is, you've got, the Bible says you've gotten your reward. He's not going to answer anything for that. He's like, they're not getting, I'm not going to do anything for them. They've, got, they've gotten their reward. They, they got their reward right there on earth. Everybody saw them pray. Everybody saw how strong they presented themselves. There's their reward. That's it. But if we pray humbly, if we come to God humbly, God, God, you're great. I, I, I don't, I just, your kingdom come, your will be done. I need you, God. 
I need you to do this in my life, and I need this. I'm just coming before you humble. I'm getting some people to agree with me, God. We're praying as a church together, God. We need revival, God. We, we, we need to reach souls in your area, God. We want to believe for healing and miracles. Somebody needs free from anxiety and panic attacks today, God. God, I need my mind free. I need my life. God, speak and help and heal. God, connect us. Oh, and it's your kingdom and your glory and your honor forever and ever and ever. Is that good, guys? Man, number one, he wants you to ask. Number two, his kingdom is here. Sometimes when we pray the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, it sounds like it's this future kingdom that we're waiting for God to show up and destroy all of our enemies. Come on, remember David? Some of y'all pray like David. God, knock all their teeth out and wipe them all off the planet. That's how David prayed sometimes. It's like, man, that's crazy. You know, David was schizophrenic sometimes spiritually. He's like, you're the one. Most, he's got these psalms and these hymns. He's like, oh, just, I'm like, you know, dancing in the field with flowers. Wipe out my enemies and cut their head off. It's like, what just happened in that psalm? You know what I mean? It's like, it, so, sometimes we're waiting for the king, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Like, it's this future thing. And I just want to say to you, the kingdom is here. And let me, let me teach you a little bit today on this thought, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Matthew 4, 17 says this. For, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 20, 12, 12, 28, but I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 10, 7, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here's the reason Jesus could say the kingdom was at hand, because the king was there. So when the king shows up, the kingdom shows up. So he could say the kingdom is here because the kingdom is here. The reason he could say it's already here is because he had already come. The king was there. Does that make sense? And so the word kingdom in Latin has two, two roots, king and dominion, kingdom, king and dominion. So the kingdom is any place the king has dominion, any place the king has dominion. I'm going to track with me about prayer, okay? So when we pray thy kingdom come in the earth, a lot of times we, we think that's just general. In the earth, you were made from the dust of the earth. In the earth, you are the earth, the salt of the earth. You are. So when we say, thy kingdom come in the earth, we're praying, thy king's dominion come in me. Thy kingdom come inside of me. And so the king is here because the king is here in me, right? When you show up, the king shows up if Jesus is in you. When you walk into your place of business, the king walks into the place of business. When you walk into that realtor deal, the king walks into that deal. When you walk into that teacher's classroom, the king walks into the classroom. Thy kingdom come. And, and so, so when we pray thy kingdom come, it's, a, it's an interesting word. It's, a, it's present progressive in the Greek. Let me give you this verse, Luke 17, 20 through 21. It says, now when he has asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Everybody's running around trying to find the kingdom, right? <laughs> Let's just go to this revival because the kingdom's over there. Let's go to this miracle worker because the kingdom's over there. We all think it's with observation. No, 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 no. It says the kingdom does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. So, so when I'm praying, thy kingdom come, 
The word come there is present progressive. It means come and continue to 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 come. So, so literally, I'm praying that the king would continue to have dominion in me and that dominion would continue to come. That it, 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 it's come, the kingdom has come, I've accepted Jesus and the king's in me, but I'm praying for it to continue to come. It's like my, my teenage boy's appetite. It comes in the morning, but it continues to come all day long. And probably by, by, by 11.30 or 12, midnight, it's still there, right? It's continuing to come. When I'm praying, the king have dominion. Here's the thing. You got saved. That's great. You gave the, the king dominion of your heart. But is he, does he still have dominion of your heart? When, 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 when everything goes wrong at work, is he still king of your heart? When, when, when your spouse makes a dumb decision and ticks you off, is he still king of that day? When your children are wayward, when someone's sick in their body, when, 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 things, when a friend betrays you, is he still, does he still have dominion of areas of your heart? And so my prayer, and as we pray, hey, I, he wants us to ask, but also his kingdom is here. And so today I'm asking Jesus, have more dominion of my heart, Lord. When your kingdom comes, just when you pray that, thy kingdom come, Lord, what area of your heart, of my heart, do you need to take dominion in? Lord, I want you to have more and more dominion. Jesus, in Matthew, he gives these parables. The kingdom is like wheat. The kingdom is like tares. The kingdom is like yeast. The kingdom is like all these things are things that grow. And so just because you gave your life to Jesus, you know, last week or 20 years ago, it, does he, are you still praying, God, take more dominion of my heart because I know sometimes I turn it over to other areas. Y'all with me in that? Come on, the kingdom is growing inside of me. And, and, and when I begin to say, thy kingdom come, it begins to divide my mind and life into two areas. Is this building the kingdom or is it not? So when I pray this, it's not just, hey, God's will be done, your kingdom come. It's actually dividing up my life. Is this going to build the kingdom? Is my 6 to 7 a.m. time in prayer and fasting going to build the kingdom? Is this business deal going to build the kingdom? Is this decision going to build the kingdom? Is this, going to, is this relationship going to build the kingdom? Is this, is this going to... So my life and my time and my energy begins to change based on praying the prayer, God, does this build the kingdom? Your kingdom come, your will be done. And I think it's good to do God's will. Number three, very simple, and I'm going to pray for you. His will is best. His will is best, guys. His will is best. I think it's good to want to do his will. Acts 13, 36 says, For David, after he'd served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption. It's David served the will of God. A lot of times we wonder, how do I serve the will of God? What does serving the will of God look like? Can I tell you, sir, being connected to the house of God. There's the will of God for your life out there. There's also the will of God for your life in here. And as a church, we're doing things to help serve the will of God. We're growing and asking for dominion and meeting and reaching people and praying for others. Some of you, somebody else might be waiting on your prayer this week. Somebody else might be waiting on you to get past your shyness. There's no such thing as shyness in the kingdom. Somebody else might be waiting on you to get past that and pray for them and believe God for their answered prayer is in your step of obedience to pray for them, to serve the will of God, to lead a connect group maybe this season. We're gonna, we've got connect groups. Maybe we're going to do a marriage conference. Maybe you want to lead something with a connect group or reach some people stepping out in faith. Come on, that's the will of God. We say, well, what are we supposed to do? Look at John 17, 7, 17. 
It says this. This is an interesting verse. Jesus is speaking. He says, if anyone, listen carefully. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. What he's saying is, if you actually will to do God's will, you'll know what his will is. Like my wife wants me to do some stuff sometimes, and I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I know exactly what she means. Anybody ever played dumb? Come on, man. <laughs> like, what? where's the vacuum? Where is the vacuum? It's like it's been in the same closet for 17 years. <laughs> My kids, when they don't want to do what I want, I'm like, can you do this? Oh, uh, what, is, what, is, what is that? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what we do. We play dumb when we don't want to do the will. Come on, somebody. Jesus says, if you actually want to do the will, then, then you'll, you'll, you'll know the will. <laughs> it's, not, it's not complicated. You're like, oh, oh, God, really? You, like, you wanted me to live pure? Oh, to, to not look at that stuff with my eyes? Oh, to, to not have sex before marriage? Oh, I, oh, is that what that means? To live holy on, on social media and not look at certain, oh, to... To let my mind think on things that are pure and holy and of a good rapport. Oh, you don't want me to gossip? Oh, is that, what does that mean, God? Oh, oh, oh. When you actually begin to desire to do the will of God, you'll know the will of God. You want me to tithe? Tithe. What is that? Tenth. What a tithe. 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 What is that, God? The pastor said some word. I didn't understand that, God. 10%. What does that even mean, God? 33% off all the jeans at uh, Nordstrom's. Oh, my God, I get $33 off 100. You're a math genius. You can figure 33% out of any sale across the city. I'm just, hear me. I know when you want to know the will of God, Jesus says you'll know the will of God. And, and, and I want to do his will. I want to pray that his kingdom would come today. And so as we're here today, I just ask you to ask, check your will. You're made in the image of God. So you have a will. It's your choice to pray and fast. It's your choice to, to witness. It's your choice to give. It's your choice to believe. It's your choice not to gossip. It's your choice to grow this year. It's your choice to seek God. And I just want to check my own heart and, and ask you to check your heart today and go, God, is there any area in my life that I need to pray your dominion increase and your will be done and not mine. Come on, just take a minute and close your eyes. I don't know what it might be for you. God, what? Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. King, have dominion in this area. Right now, the Holy Spirit's putting areas on your heart and in your mind. In 2022, we're not going to try to make a big list. We're just going to put your kingdom first. But we're not going to try to fix ourselves. We just say your will be done. What is it for you right now? What area does he need to have dominion in? What area do you, you need to give his will precedent right now? I'm just going to take a second. Just let him speak to you. Holy Spirit, speak to us right now. Speak to us. Speak to Transformation Church. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Hallowed be your name in heaven, Father. We praise you. And we ask you for for your will and your kingdom and your dominion. We ask you for revival. 
We ask you to reach souls and prodigals this year. We ask you to reach people that are wayward. We ask you to do miracles and heal the sick, to set captives free, to give joy for those that are in mourning, to give praise for those that have ashes on their life, oh God. We ask you to plant people into the soil of your kingdom, into the house of God. You said those that are planted shall flourish in the courts of God. We pray for marriages to flourish and and, and hungry people to flourish and those that need more food to flourish and our outreach efforts to increase and those that need to hear the gospel to hear the gospel and those that need to have hope to see a light, Lord. We ask for marriages even this morning to be restored to to freshness and newness like like the wedding day pictures, oh God. We ask for revival in minds and hearts and, and, and of parents with their children and children's hearts turning back to respect and honor with their families, oh God. And, and Lord, kingdom purposes showing up on the scene, oh God. Identities being known and rooted in you, oh God. Not in popularity, not in gender, not in all the other things culture says. That our kingdom culture would be submitted and surrendered to you, oh God. Thy kingdom come. King, have dominion in our life. Thy will be done call missionaries call call singers and worshipers to the platform call musicians out of the crowd call student teachers and leaders oh god call them up call young people alive for the kingdom oh god call greeters and hosts to smile and greet and bless and encourage call parking attendants and hosts to pray over people coming into the parking lot call outreach leaders and call campus leaders god thy kingdom come and thy will be done raise up missionaries Raise up business leaders and generosity kings and queens in this room to expand the gospel in the planet, oh God. Lord, we give you glory and honor today. Lord, we just pray for your kingdom to come and your will be done. Everybody looking around, heads bowed for a second. Just Maybe you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe he's never had leadership or dominion of your heart. Maybe you've been in church all your life. Maybe this is your first day in church. The greatest miracle and the greatest prayer is to say, Jesus, I give you my life. You can have all of it. Let me just tell you this. Jesus came to this planet, lived a perfect sinless life, was God, went to a cross, and died a horrific, painful, shameful death on a tree publicly to take all of my sin and your sin all of my shame, all my mistakes, all of my guilt, all of my regret, took all of it, past, present, and future, and nailed it to a tree so it would be finished and done for all so I didn't have to do and carry the weight in myself. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I can't carry this weight any longer. You're ready to actually surrender your life to Jesus. Give the king leadership and dominion of your heart. You can't clean yourself up, be perfect. The devil will tell you right now, oh, you got to be a little bit cleaner. you got to be a little more perfect. Maybe you're listening online right now. You're watching. And today's your day to say, you know what? I surrender to you, Jesus. The Bible says this. Literally, if you would just surrender to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. If you're here and you need a fresh start, I want to pray for you. I want to believe God for you. I'm going to pray a prayer in a second. If you're online and you need a fresh start, I just ask you to type in fresh start right now. Right there in the chat, if you're watching, we'd love to pray with you right now and include you in this prayer. Come on, Jesus did all the hard work. You just need to surrender. If you're in this room right now, you're not alone. If you say, you know what, Pastor, this is 2022. I'm going to surrender my life. I can't carry my life on my own anymore. I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me. I need a fresh start. If you need a fresh start, no one looking around, would you just put your hand up to me right now? I need a fresh start. I need to... 
I need to walk with God this year. I'm ready to surrender my life to him. Just give you a second. If you're online, let us know right now. I'm going to pray a prayer for all of us. If that's you, Holy Spirit's pulling on your heart and you're ready to say, Jesus, be my Savior. Be my Lord. Would you just put your hand up high to me so I can pray for you? Awesome. God bless you. Thank you for your boldness. Come on, church. Would y'all pray? I'm going to pray with you. If you slipped your hand up, if you're online, just pray with me right here. No magic in the prayer. We're just surrendering to Jesus. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for coming to this planet to save sinners like me, to save us and to give us new life, to give us a fresh start. We believe that you died on that cross. You took all my shame, all of our guilt, all of our sin. You nailed it to the tree. You died, and Jesus, you came back to life. You beat death. You beat hell. You beat the grave. We believe that you are our God. We have no fear of death. We thank you for a relationship with you now. Fill us with your spirit. Give us a brand new heart. We will serve you the rest of our days in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's give God praise. Several people saying yes. If you're online, come on. We love you. Hope you made that decision. What a great morning. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.